The following is an interview with I.M. Pei for the National Gallery of Art Oral History Program. The interview was conducted by Ann Ritchie on February 22, 1993, at Mr. Pei's office in New York City. We could start today by your telling me your earliest recollections of hearing that the gallery was going to be doing a new building or an expansion of some kind. Do you remember how you first how, heard about it? Uh, Yes, I think I was interviewed by uh, by the board, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, the board at that time consisted of uh, Mr. Mellon, Carter Brown, Mr. Whitney, mm -hmm. and this lawyer, Stoddard Stevens, mm -hmm. no longer with us. Right. And... Um, and then they went about, I don't know which came first. Mm -hmm. It's a long time ago, 1970. Yes. Then they went flew all over <coughs> the United States mm -hmm. in Mr. Mellon's plane and to look at works done by each of us. I don't even know who the others were. Mm -hmm. There were obviously quite a few other candidates besides myself. And um, the next thing I heard was that <clears throat> the group visited Boulder, Colorado, because um, uh, Mr. Roberts, my client at the mm -hmm. project, was very uh, interested in this. And he called me, told me that they came, and that he did the best he could to show them our project. I said, well, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, subsequently, I think they went to see a few other projects as well, and I'm, I'm not being there, so therefore you get it better from Carter Brown than mm -hmm. from me. Anyway, that process took a long time. They were very, very methodical, very, very uh, serious about this mm -hmm. selection process. Uh, and, um, and it was months and months later before I heard that I was asked to come down and, and, uh, and meet with uh, Mr. Mellon. Mm -hmm. And I believe I remember this because I was at Mr. Mellon's house only a, a week ago. When the prince came, I don't know. Oh. What, do you know that? He, uh, oh, I knew he was in the states. At, yes, I, in I was. Virginia. I was also invited to lunch there, and I say, my gosh, I, say, I remember this place. <laughs> I remember the go the the uh, Cezanne boy with the red dress, uh -huh. and I said, well, yes, I remember. It brought back memories of a long, long time ago, and I came mm -hmm. for lunch also, but that time was only the three of us: Mr. Mellon, Kyle Brown, and myself. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was told that they would like me to to do this project. Mm -hmm. Months later, uh, that process must have taken a good nine months. It took or, quite some time, yes. Yeah, some time. Then how did you begin? How did you begin? We hear the story of the envelope in terms of the drawings. No, that came much later. Later? I began by, I think it was Carter Brown and I, because Carter was very active mm -hmm. in programming this museum. Mm -hmm. And, um, he mentioned that he would be in uh, in Europe, and I told him that yes, I, I can come to Europe too, and mm -hmm. maybe we can make a tour and look at all the museums that were uh, of importance to him, particularly uh, some museums that he thinks that I should look at. And I met him in Athens. It was just you and Carter. Just Carter and myself. Mm -hmm. And we make a tour. <clears throat> we tour from 
Greece, not just Athens alone, Greece, and then on to Italy, and then from Italy up to, I believe, to Denmark, and then to France, and then to England, and back. I think that took almost one month, mm -hmm. three weeks anyway. The, and whole two of us. the whole time you were together. Yeah, and Carter had a long list of museums that he thought I, he and I should see together. Mm -hmm. And um, not always uh, uh, something that he thinks he thought then was good, but also uh, something that was wrong with it, that we mm -hmm. shouldn't uh, mm -hmm. duplicate. And so we had a, a wonderful time. The two of us really had a marvelous time. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we took turns. I don't know whether he told you that or not. We, uh, when, uh, when we were in Denmark, because neither one of us know Denmark very well, so <laughs> therefore we said, well, let's just uh, do this thing together. When we get to France, because I was already uh, very active in, in France, and I said, well, maybe that's a place that I should mm -hmm. uh, organize the, uh, the visit. And then, um, with the Louvre and all that. Mm -hmm. And then in England, because he, he knows England very well, right. particularly London, so he became the, not the host, but really the, the plan uh -huh. of the trip and so on. So the two of us had a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. And so you came away with some ideas? Some ideas, yes. What you to know, do some ideas. Uh, we've learned quite a lot from the mm -hmm. trip about daylight, for instance, uh, the, uh, and the lack of success in controlling daylight mm -hmm. at that time. Today we are a little more sophisticated now, but in those days we were quite uh, sure that uh, unless we can control daylight, it's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Because you see, if we can use mechanical method of controlling it, uh, it's a question of time, it'll break down. Mm -hmm. And we saw it in, 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 um, in south of Italy, I believe it's in Naples, mm -hmm. a museum where they have uh, louvers, for instance, on, uh, under the skylight, and they were all broken down. They were all not being used at all. Uh -huh. so, so we concluded, therefore, mechanical methods of control is something we should avoid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, a few things like that. Mm -hmm. So this was a phase that you were developing ideas? Yes, mm -hmm. not yet about this building. Oh, no, not Just yet. That about. came later. Mm -hmm. Just about museums in general. Mm -hmm. uh, the museums that were built, uh, either recently or in the past that uh, may be of interest to us. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and some of them did turn out to be very, very important. Very, we saw, for instance, a, a museum in Denmark where the, the use of nature, uh, Louisiana, I believe, didn't you? I don't mm -hmm. know you've heard of that museum or not. It was a, a museum in the garden. And uh, that was nice. Mm -hmm. And we liked that. And of course, uh, the East Wing has a little bit of that too, mm -hmm. within the urban context of Washington or something. So that was the beginning. Then I came back, <clears throat> and I think I began then, but not before. Mm -hmm. You began thinking of what it would look like? By then, you see, I have a program in hand. You see, the program has to be there first. Mm -hmm. Of what's going into the what's building? What's going to go into the building. Mm -hmm. And without that, one can't begin. Mm -hmm. uh, then I look at the site. The site is a very difficult site. Mm -hmm. Um, very, very unusual and unique. Very difficult site. Uh, it's a triangular site. And the old building, the West Wing, uh, was uh, very classic, a neoclassic, which has uh, north, south, and east, west axis. And on the one hand, we cannot 
accommodate, we could not duplicate that kind mm -hmm. of axial design because our site was uh, askew because we are mm -hmm. on a triangle. And yet we cannot, we couldn't, I could not ignore the fact that there was a very strong north-south axis and east-west axis mm -hmm. uh, coming from uh, With the original uh, building. Pope's building, uh -huh. yes. And so the, the design came that way how to recognize that axis, mm -hmm. accommodate it, and then turn. Mm -hmm. And that's why we are still axially related to the old building. When you come out of the east wing, you see the west wing axial relationship with the east wing. But once you enter the east building, then the axis turns with the site, mm -hmm. then turns right, turns south. Mm -hmm. Now there are, uh, the plan sort of emerged mm -hmm. uh, very logically when you analyze some of the things you consider to be important and must be accommodated in this design. And, and eventually the, the double triangle uh, came out mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and the separation of the two functions. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a study center, there's a public part of the museum, you see. That's why program is important. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that gave me a raison d'etre, so to speak, to to um, to utilize the two triangles. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know whether you've seen some of the sketches that uh, Carter, by the way, has a collection of them. Uh, this is the east building. This is the dome. West. West building. Mm, west building. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> and here's the uh, east-west axis. Mm -hmm. So you knew you wanted to link them. Oh yes, you have to, have to link them. Mm -hmm. And outside, uh, this is a site. Outside is like this, mm -hmm. and uh, this mm -hmm. is really outside. Mm -hmm. So we have to recognize this axis because mm -hmm. after all, we sister buildings together. Mm -hmm. And yet we can, we can't go beyond that because it's, it's a very different kind of, uh, uh, and the site is very mm -hmm. different. So therefore, the the solution came with this. That's how it all began. Mm -hmm. This we cannot use. Right now, this is trees and grass. The corner. You there. cannot use yes. that tip. Mm -hmm. So this is the, the usable part of the site. Mm -hmm. So the isosceles triangle is axially related to the West Building. Mm -hmm. And this other triangle becomes the study center. Mm -hmm. On the side. Yes, that's, that's how it all began. Mm -hmm. And you were somewhat restricted, not only by the location, but weren't there restrictions by the um, yeah. Yeah. the um, Capitol Parks and yeah. the Pennsylvania development? Yes, yes. Uh, that's also very important uh, to recognize because Pennsylvania Avenue, which is like this, hmm, has a, a height limit. Mm -hmm. I've forgotten 130 feet or whatever that may be, which is very different from the, Pen the Constitution Avenue. Mm -hmm. This has a lower height limit than this one has. So therefore, then all the buildings on this side of Pennsylvania Avenue all has a certain height. Mm -hmm. And yet, on this side of the Constitution Avenue, it's lower. Mm -hmm. Now we are at the, right at at the, the juncture. Mm -hmm. So this building has to recognize both limits, height limits. Mm -hmm. That's why this building has two heights in it. One portion is higher. 
the, the towers mm -hmm. uh, actually reflect the height limit of Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm -hmm. But the remainder joined with the height limit set by Constitution. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was also something. So that was the, the way to mix or to blend the two, blend the two coming yes. together. If we are all high buildings, the entire building is high, mm -hmm. uh, it would look uncomfortable when you look down Constitution mm -hmm. because this building will pop up compared mm -hmm. with the rest. Mm -hmm. And if we make this low, then when you look down Pennsylvania Avenue, then this building seems out of sort also. Mm -hmm. So this uh, combination of heights does seem to solve a very mm -hmm. difficult problem. Mm -hmm. In fact, this was very important when we faced the Fine Arts Commission. Because it, the plan had to be approved by it has them, to be that At that time, Carter has nothing to do with the oh, Fine Arts before, Commission. Before <laughs> he, his time. She and I had to go together uh -huh. to, to explain our project. Mm -hmm. And the height limits were one of the... They were very strict? Great mm -hmm. concern to them. Mm -hmm. How do you propose to resolve that? Mm -hmm. And when we explain our, our proposal, I think they were almost unanimous in support of it. They mm -hmm. thought it was a, a fine solution to a very difficult problem. Mm -hmm. And that site is such a, such a special site, so close to the Capitol and at the end of the mall, that it, I mean, they just didn't want anything put up there, did they? Yes, yeah. so they looked at it very, mm -hmm. very carefully. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they, and they should. And we're pleased with that because it also uh, gave us reason to be to be very sure of ourselves mm -hmm. before we go in to see them. Mm -hmm. And we went in quite well prepared, actually, mm -hmm. because we've thought about all these, the access problem, the, the height limit, mm -hmm. the, the two avenues having a very different mm -hmm. uh, height limits, for instance, and how to accommodate this in, on this pivotal site. So those were the opportunities and also the constraints mm -hmm. on the site. Mm -hmm. And the constraints are very great, uh, as you will see, and they're, and they're also because of that presented us with the opportunity to do a building that has uh, has a character of its own, uh, which is unique for this site, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and wouldn't have worked on any other site. Right, you had it carved out for you there. You had to do something <laughs> with it, right? <laughs> we had to do. But very interestingly, you know, when you talk about the east-west axis, mm -hmm. and, I, and I mentioned uh, today, you say, well, why bother, you know? This is a new building, this is an old building. Mm -hmm. But if you look at many of the proposals that were submitted to National Gallery long before I was elected, mm -hmm. Carter would tell you that uh, they consulted half a dozen architects. So all of them are very well-known architects. Mm -hmm. And everyone made this building symmetrical to that building. Oh. Symmetry was very important mm -hmm. to every one of them. So they were trying, they would put something on that piece that which was... Which is also actually related. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In fact, many of them would just put a, a building of this size. Now, if you do that, uh, you then immediately limit how much mm -hmm. you can build there. Mm -hmm. Because before long, that corner is going to stick out, you see. Yes. So all the buildings, many of the buildings uh, I saw mm -hmm. afterwards, uh, were very small, mm -hmm. much smaller than that site uh, can accommodate or mm -hmm. could accommodate. Mm -hmm. So we maximize, first of all, that's important, we maximize the use of that site. That site. Mm -hmm. See, if you put a building like this, let's say, excellent and, and also neoclassic in, mm -hmm. in approach, fine. But look what happened. You, you can't do much mm -hmm. of a building there. The building and, becomes very small. And given all the functions that were going into it, the office areas, oh, yes. the 
the we, exhibitions. We knew we have to use a good part of the site. The only part we can afford to, to waste is just the tip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It would be very difficult to use that mm -hmm. anyway. And as it turned out, this is very important to be left open and mm -hmm. green. Mm -hmm. Very important. What about connecting the two buildings underground? Was that thought of in the beginning, or did you realize that that had to be done? I, I, I think I, I realized it had to be done from very out, mm -hmm. the outset. The question is how to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the connection of the two buildings is a must. And it cannot be done on the surface. Mm -hmm. If you connect it on the surface, uh, Fall Street will no longer function, and mm -hmm. that has to be. Mm -hmm. It's not only the uh, Fine Arts Commission that we have to deal with, mm -hmm. we also have to deal with the National Capital Planning Commission, mm -hmm. uh, who also has jurisdiction over the traffic mm -hmm. movement in this part of Washington. And Fall Street has to be open. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have further limitations uh, uh, given to us, and that is that you cannot we cannot have access to our museum from Pennsylvania Avenue. We oh. couldn't. We so there was never a question of where the door would be? It can only be here, only on Fourth Street. And we have a problem at that time of having to create two entrances, one to the study center, mm -hmm. one to the museum, mm -hmm. as you must have seen it now. Yes. But subsequently, and Carter will be in a better position to explain why, that this entrance was deactivated. Mm -hmm. Much to my regret, because that, that took me a long time to find a good solution for it. Oh, yes. Very difficult uh -huh. to have two entrances, all on the same street, mm -hmm. next to each other, and but yet separate. somehow one is said public, the uh -huh. other one is said private. Mm -hmm. And you look back at it again, you'll see that that solution was just about the only solution mm -hmm. one can have. You know, but a lot of people don't realize there are two entrances. Of course, people aren't coming and going, but I mean, they'll say, there time, aren't two doors. At one time, this was an important entrance. Mm -hmm. This was an important entrance mm -hmm. at one time when we opened. Mm -hmm. But uh, later on, as Carter will tell you, and it's a question of also control. Mm -hmm. And in this case, you have to have two different controls, mm -hmm. which, according to the early program, it was mandated that it should be separate. Oh. But mm -hmm. subsequently, as they operate the museum, they found that double control. Too much. Too much, mm -hmm. yes. And so they really in effect, really uh, close that entrance. Mm -hmm. So connecting underground was the logical way to do That's it? That's illogical, for... because we cannot connect on mm -hmm. the surface. Mm -hmm. Urbanistically, it would not be acceptable no. to mm -hmm. find out to NCPC and or to the, mm -hmm. uh, the uh, traffic department. Mm -hmm. we, cannot, we couldn't do that. So it has to be underground. Mm -hmm. Now, connecting underground is also a problem in that it's very costly to build here underground. Mm -hmm because the water level at that time was very high. Mm -hmm. Tiber Creek, there's a Tiber Creek that ran mm -hmm. underneath it. You probably don't know that. The, the, the creek is still there, as a matter of fact. But very low, I mean very far it's down. It's in springtime, the water comes up, uh -huh. you see. So for these two buildings, it's not a problem because we have so much weight on it. Oh, I see. It's like a boat. Mm -hmm. But here we have no weight. Mm -hmm. It's an open plaza. So therefore, the uplift force in the spring was very, very great. Mm -hmm. So the cost of building underground was very great. And it's for that reason that we're not able to do more. Otherwise, we could have excavated two levels, for instance. Oh, but and, you couldn't because... And we could use that space mm -hmm. very well for uh, parking, for storage, mm -hmm. for uh, 
reserve and things like that. We could do that. But, but the, to go under was so expensive. It's just like pushing a raft into the water, you know, how, how much force you mm -hmm. need to, to hold it down. And you wouldn't have had enough, the weight of a building on no, top. No, the weight on top, mm -hmm. you see. Mm -hmm. These two buildings, no problem. Mm -hmm. They're very heavy. Mm -hmm. It's like a boat. Well, really, this is a boat. Mm -hmm. In this case, uh, the, our problem's not here. Mm -hmm. build, we actually built, uh, there's two big basements down below. In fact, if you go down, there's a very deep basement. Mm -hmm. down. Here, we only have one basement, and the ceiling is quite low. Wow. Cafeteria, for instance, have a very low ceiling. Mm -hmm. For every foot that we went, we wish to go down, we had to pay something like, I've got the sum two hundred thousand dollars each foot. So, so you you really kept it. We at a kept minimum. it at the minimum. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. but the connection is there, probably, mm -hmm. because we all agree it should be connected. Mm -hmm. Then we have to remodel this end, put yes. escalators in, and so uh -huh. on. We'll to, take the beams to, out underneath. Yeah, that's right. yes. take the beams out here so that this axis remain become once again open mm -hmm. at the at the lower level, mm -hmm. which now is very well used. Now you have shops here, and you have a cafe here. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's a bit of the history mm -hmm. of the project. Now, how did you work? How did your office work with that? You were here in charge. In the beginning, uh, it was largely between myself and the gallery mm -hmm. and the Carter Brown, really. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as we had a party, party in our terms means a plan, mm -hmm. an idea of a what was going in. Concept yeah. is mm -hmm. how to go, and that concept had to be approved first. And once we receive the approval of the concept, which is this double triangle. Mm -hmm. Oh, approval by the Pennsylvania area? No. No? no by, 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 by the board? By the board and also by not Fine Arts Commission. We're not ready for that. We're mm -hmm. not ready for NCPC. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we did talk to NCPC and all of it, but we, we weren't ready. As soon as the idea was principle approved, then we, then we could go, go to work. And then I organized a team. Mm -hmm. And my team in the beginning consisted of uh, uh, really young people. For instance, uh, Leonard Jacobson didn't mm -hmm. come in until a little later. Mm -hmm. You see, we, architecture has um, many phases. When you're talking about the conceptual phase, you use a very different kind of, of uh, support. I, mm -hmm. I brought in some young people to, mm -hmm. to help me work researching ideas and mm -hmm. trying out new ideas mm -hmm. and so on. Like how the building would be designed, that yes. type of idea? Yeah, it's mostly concept. Uh -huh. Just it's, not, it's not a building yet, yeah, it's only it's, a concept, uh -huh. yes. And at that time, a young Wayne was mm -hmm. very active. Mm -hmm. I picked him right away to, to help me, and he came on. And, and he and I, I would say, were probably more uh, involved during that period Mm -hmm. plus two or three other young people, in the firm. Mm -hmm. but not very many. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, you can't use a, a big staff. You, one simply could not use a big staff at the very beginning of the mm -hmm. project. You have to start thinking about it conceptually. Before you start drawing. Before we start mm -hmm. making detailed planning. Planning. Yes. Mm -hmm. But once the concept was approved, then we have to make it work. Mm -hmm. We have to demonstrate how we can put a building into the concept, mm -hmm. how we can make the concept function according to the program. Then we have to build, then we build up a team uh, for it. And I don't remember how big the team was, maybe mm -hmm. six or seven people. And worked very, very, uh, um, I would say in a very 
intensive way for uh, quite some time. Mm -hmm. Before we say now we have a have have a plan. Now mm -hmm. it's going to work this way, mm -hmm. and the program is being is being has been satisfied in such mm -hmm. and such. So by this time you were drawing the plan, mm -hmm. filling in the plan. The mm -hmm. concept is there, mm -hmm. but we have to make the concept real. Mm -hmm. That's the time when I expanded the team, and the team became bigger. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we had to go through a series of once again of approval okay. processes. First the board, and then the uh, uh, Finance Commission, mm -hmm. National City Planning Commission, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. Now, did you hit any points where you, you couldn't find solutions that were satisfactory to you? How, like, how were the pods developed that we call them today the pods? The pods came about, ah, I forgot, I overlooked something. I'm glad you remind me of that. Uh, that was Carl Brown's idea, oh. more than mine. Carter mm -hmm. uh, took me to see a museum in Milan. Uh, I think it's called Podi Pizzoli Museum. It's a house museum. Mm -hmm. uh, it really is a house, mm -hmm. maybe four-story house or something like that. It's a small palazzo. And um, there's a stair to connect all the floors. And we went in, and uh, I enjoyed the museum very much. He said, well, see, this is the kind of museum that we should be able to build into our big museum. Uh -huh. He would like to break down the, the scale of the big museum mm -hmm. so that a museum of, of our size would not seem so overwhelming the public, but there's a limited amount of art that one can see in a day. Mm -hmm. If we show them too much, they develop museum fatigue. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, don't you, is it possible, is it not possible to make, uh, build small museums into a big museum so that the public will come and only look at that part of the museum? Uh -huh. and that's how the part idea came. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Carter. He said, I would like to see this museum combine some of those uh, the quality of a small museum within a big museum. Mm -hmm. So instead of having just one big, big thing, area, you just go on and on and on. You did the three. You, you, we have houses, and the houses mean that you can put one show mm -hmm. in that house. It's more or less being done now. Mm -hmm. You know, you connect two floors, mm -hmm. and it's on one wing. And that this is uh, the Greek show, which was a later show. Uh, you, you, I think, it was in. Two floors, the mezzanine floor and the top floor. Mm -hmm. Did you see that show? Yes, yes. Top floor. And connected by a stair in the back. Mm -hmm. So it's. Sometimes when they connect them, you don't know where you are. I know. You know, they're very clever about Yes, and then, and then also uh, something else that came that we learned, and I think that, the, and that is that in the big museum, first of all, you have to break down the scale of the big museum to make it intimate. And the parts are supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, you have to have a, a sense of somehow orientation. You don't want ever to come into a big museum and feel lost. Mm -hmm. Our experience is this, has been that, uh, as, and today demonstrated to be the case, that as soon as a visitor feels that they say, well, where am I? Mm -hmm. They become nervous. And that is bad because that means that they would like to quickly 
get to where they came from, mm -hmm. and then you lose them. They go home. Mm -hmm. Frequently they go home or cut short their visit. Mm -hmm. So therefore, to orient it, to know where you are from time to time, you want to come back to a place that you, you, re you recognize, mm -hmm. this is where I came from. It's very important. That's why the central atrium was developed. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter where you, which level you are in the parts, you always can come out and say, oh yes, that's where I was. Mm -hmm. And then you can go back in and, 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 and enjoy the museum and enjoy the exhibit further, mm -hmm. some more. And then because you know where you are. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So, so that the atrium is very important. Mm -hmm. A central as, focus as a, point. As a focal point, mm -hmm. so that they know where they are. Mm -hmm. Now, the West Building has a bit of that, but it's, it's only the rotunda that gives you that. Those two garden courts actually confuses one. Mm -hmm. You know, there are two garden yes. courts. Yes. You come out, sometimes say, now where am I? Uh -huh. Oh yes, that's where I was before, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It turned mm -hmm. out to be different, because the different rooms, different paintings. Mm -hmm. It's because that one is the East Garden, the other one is the West, West. Garden. They are identical. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yes. And that caused some confusion. Mm -hmm. But the rotunda, there's no doubt about it. When you come to the rotunda, it's ah, that's this is where. But the, those two courtyards were a problem, uh, as it appeared to us then, and that therefore we created only one focus. Central. Mm -hmm. Yes. And with one door, everyone comes into that comes central in that part. Place. Mm -hmm. Which, with the West Building, there are now four doors that people, the public, come come one, into. One, two, three, four. The fourth one is on the upper level. Is that right? right? At head of big steps. Yes. Very okay. rarely used. Right. Very mm -hmm. rarely used. Mm -hmm. Yes. Basically, really, it's two, two, and then the the one, uh, and the West, I guess, is is not used as much. The, the Seventh, seventh street, street. Yeah, it's not used as much. Oh, is it used? Yes, fairly Quite often. Fairly often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, our offices are in the West Building, yeah. so we oh, are. That right? Yes, uh, mm -hmm. this and this is, of course, used uh -huh. the most. Uh -huh. This one, because of the steps, not so much. Not so uh -huh. much. This one, a little less so. Uh -huh. But in this case, there's only one, uh -huh. one entry, and that's very important also uh -huh. from control point. Uh -huh. Much easier to control much in terms of security and things like that. And for that reason, the entrance to the study center is now approached to here. Mm -hmm. Because it's one central control. Mm -hmm. Before it was this way, coming from here. Mm -hmm. And that didn't seem to work. It worked, but it means something. you have the station. Another center. person there. Yeah, exactly. Another set of people, Another I should say. Another set of people, yes. That's right. Well, the, the East Building has so many unique architectural features, the coffered ceilings and the um, the moving walkway, things that were new for that time period. Uh -huh. How did you come up with all of these? Well, it's inevitable that it has to come. Uh, the moving the escalator, for instance, was very, very hotly debated uh, at that time, even mm -hmm. at that time, uh, as to whether it's necessary. But when you handle large crowds and uh, and you have so many floors, so many levels. We have three levels of museum. Mm -hmm. Actually, four if you take the uh, the lower level, right? The concourse, levels, uh -huh. four, the concourse level. So you have to uh, put in the escalator. Otherwise, the top people would not go up. As well. mm -hmm. You're going to lose a lot of visitors if you don't put them in. Mm -hmm. Now, at the Louvre, uh, they fought that also even more strongly against 
mechanical uh, conveyances like the escalator mm -hmm. in a 19th century building. Basically, it's just simply inappropriate to do so. But we have it there now. <laughs> you see it in November. Without it, nobody would go up to see the French paintings. That's true. I, I wouldn't say no one, but, but very, very few. Few, few, few fewer people would go up to uh -huh. see the French painting. Mm -hmm. Because there you have to mount uh, 80 feet of steps <laughs> to get up to that floor. Quite a few. Yeah. Now, you had worked with architectural concrete before the gallery. But what about yes. marble? Had you worked much with marble? Uh, no, not no. too much. Mm -hmm. Not too much. Uh, architectural concrete, a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot, but I was never able to do the kind of concrete that I will, would like to do until the National Gallery. Mm -hmm. I did it in uh, uh, Ankar, which is in the project that uh, the, the board went to see. Mm -hmm. uh, and all the low-cost housing work that I've done before the museum, all done with concrete. Mm -hmm. Because it was, at that time, the least expensive material because it combined structure with with a uh, surface mm -hmm. without any applique to it. Mm -hmm. I would say the uh, National Gallery was the first time we were able to do concrete um, in, in a very, f as a finished material. Mm -hmm. And that requires considerable research. To get the right? To, to, to know, because we've already learned enough about the chemistry mm -hmm. and the t technology of pouring concrete by then. But we never had a chance to create concrete as a finished material, mm -hmm. truly. In other words, like stone, for instance, mm -hmm. like man-made stone. We were never able to do that until this time. Mm -hmm. And we succeeded, I think. The concrete work there is as good beautiful. as you'll find anywhere mm -hmm. until the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> then we apply what we've learned at the National mm -hmm. Gallery and then take it and took it one step further. Mm -hmm. I would say today Louvre probably has the best concrete, National Gallery and Louvre, two very close. Uh -huh. yeah. I probably couldn't tell the difference. Um, I don't know. I think they are probably not mm -hmm. because they're so close. Mm -hmm. In some parts of it, Louvre is superior and mm -hmm. in other parts not. Mm -hmm. uh, the quantity of concrete is greater at the Louvre than it is at the National Gallery. Mm -hmm. Did it's, you build the same forms and it, same kind of? We use the same technology that mm -hmm. we learn uh, at the National Gallery and apply it to the Louvre. In fact, we brought the Louvre people over to National Gallery for them to see how concrete could be. Mm -hmm. uh, the result, what a fine material can become, mm -hmm. it could become if it were done properly. And they were so. Uh, from that point on, they it's knew. a question of learning how to do it. Mm -hmm. yes. And the marble that was used was the Tennessee marble from the quarries that had supplied it for the original West Building. That was a given. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mellon was very insistent on it. I wanted to use the same marble that his father selected mm -hmm. before him. And, um, and of course, that means Tennessee marble. So we learned that many of those quarries were already closed. Mm -hmm. We lost some time there, by the way. We had to open up some gallery some quarries in order to get the material. Mm -hmm. So in terms of scheduling that... Oh yes, we, uh, that we lost some time on mm -hmm. that. Uh, we went down to, and this is where Craig um, Marble Company came in. I think the father-in-law of uh, Mr. Craig 
was one of the original, mm-hmm. uh, or should I say, stone uh, company or work for original that built the West Building. Mm-hmm. Hmm, what is his name? He may still be alive. Malcolm Rice. Malcolm is, Rice. Oh, um, Malcolm Rice. Yes. Is Malcolm John Rice. Craig's father-in-law. His That's daughter right. married John Craig. That's right. Malcolm right. Rice. So. Yes. Uh, I, we contacted Malcolm Rice. I, I think it was that uh, Leonard Jacobson did that, and then we all we invited him up, talked to him, and asked him whether he would be interested to become our consultant on mm-hmm. this. And he said, "Of course." So I've already retired. I'd love to come back to work. Oh. And eventually, uh, Mr. Mellon, Stoddard Stevens, all of them went down to mm-hmm. to Knoxville mm-hmm. to to look at the stone being cut or oh, mm-hmm. pieces big pieces were cut and then uh, and we all went down to look at it and it was Malcolm Rice that helped us because he knew exactly where to get what you see this Tennessee marble comes in a variety of shades mm-hmm. from the darkest reddish brown to white mm-hmm. almost white do you know that mm-hmm. most people don't know that well I didn't know it before I started working at the gallery I never most realized people don't know that uh, in the West Building, John Russell Pope or Malcolm Rice mm-hmm. um, were able to select the marble so that the base of the, of the building, they used dark color stone. Mm-hmm. And then it gradually becomes lighter and lighter. And until it reaches the dome, that was the whitest. Mm-hmm. We tried to do the same, but we didn't have the choice because mm-hmm. the selection very limited by mm-hmm. then. But we managed. We did the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you look closely, you'll find we also uh, graded our, mm-hmm. our, our Tennessee marble from dark to light, mm-hmm. but not the same way, not as as well as the original building, because there was the supply was wasn't much, there. Uh, marble to select from. Mm-hmm. How is the marble different on the East Building in terms of the thickness and how it's put up? Different from other buildings. From the West Building. Oh, no, we, we learn a lot from the West Buildings. No, no, we are not as thick as the West Buildings, mm-hmm. so, but we're thick. We're, we use very thick stone. Mm-hmm. We have learned from the West Building. Uh, since the West Building, there were many other buildings built with this stone along the mall. Mm-hmm. And many of them have opened up, cracked, uh, pieces falling off. Mm-hmm. And we studied the differences, and we discovered the reason the West Building was so well-preserved is partly due to the fact the stones were very thick mm-hmm. so that it absorbs uh, the temperature differential so it does not penetrate quickly enough Into. to give it, make it expansion and contraction mm-hmm. become a problem. And uh, many stone buildings built since then, Pennsylvania Avenue is full of them. Those are about this thick only. Mm-hmm. Now, they have to be anchored to the building. Otherwise, they'll be popping out. Mm-hmm. And as many of them will show that their joints are, are falling off and they have to be repaired from time to time. And we learned that, so we specify our stone quite thick, mm-hmm. four inches thick, mm-hmm. so that we get the benefit, the same benefit that uh, the West Building has. I think West Building is even thicker mm-hmm. uh, without having to spend too much money, you know. And if we build it out of the same thick stone, it would have cost 
very, very much. Mm -hmm. we, we can't do that. We couldn't do that. So, mm -hmm. but we did specify very thick stones, mm -hmm. much thicker than uh, the Air and Space Museum. Oh yes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to avoid some of the problems, some of, the problems. of the thinner yeah. marble. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, the joints are very fine. In our building, the joints are only about one eighth of an inch. Mm -hmm. Very rare. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do you find that kind of jointing. Mm -hmm. and, and this, uh, I have to give credit to, to uh, Leonard Jacobson, because he was there all the time just watching it, making sure that, that the stone will be set just so. Mm -hmm. and, um, so the stonework there is probably as good as you'll find anywhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. Well, there were quite a few um, craftsmanship awards uh, given to the mm -hmm. tradesmen working Rightly on the building. Rightly so. Rightly so. Yeah because we were very demanding and our client supported us. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> and sometimes you can be demanding and then the contractors start to complain and you, you know, you, and obviously, oh, let's compromise. But not in this case. Mm -hmm. uh, if we were able to uh, defend ourselves, explain the reason why they be, should be done properly, the board usually support us, the building committee. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a board. There's really only five men. Right. So, Did you attend their meetings regularly? I missed two meetings in the la mm -hmm. in three or four years of this. Mm -hmm. Mr. Brown missed two or three, mm -hmm. one or two or two or three, and Mr. Mellon missed not a single one. Mm -hmm. He's the only one with a perfect record. <laughs> well, that was good. It was his building, right? And it's, the meetings took place usually, not always, here on 70th Street on Park, Park mm -hmm. Avenue, mm -hmm. occasionally in Washington. Coordinating a project like this must be phenomenal. I mean, to keep, to keep everything moving along on schedule and to keep the drawings going and, and the plans and everything. Uh, well, How do you do that? It's, you have to have very, very good people mm -hmm. helping you do that, and we have good people in the office. And also, we have to have a client that patient enough to demand quality. And uh, frequently in our meetings, for instance, the subject of delay, the subject of cost would come up. Uh, we have Carl Morse, uh, the name is, oh. is carved on the stone. <laughs> I'm not, probably not familiar to you. No, I know his name. He was a name. construction manager. Mm -hmm. He sat in most of the meetings, not all, mm -hmm. many of the meetings. And he was the one that usually brought to the board's, the committee's attention saying, uh, are the architects uh, very slow or too demanding and uh, our schedule has to be revised or the cost is going up, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's his job. Mm -hmm. he, has to, he had to do that. He had to do that and, uh, and frequently he would prevail and uh, I, I would be saying, yes, uh, I'll see what I can do. Let's, uh, it's sort of like a give and take, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. But there were times when we disagree on it, on something. Uh, Mr. Mellon would step in and, and would turn to me and say, is this really necessary? If I say, I think so. That's the end of it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't do it often. I didn't do it very often. When I had to say, yes, this is, this was important, Mr. Mellon would usually side with me and say, let's move on. Mm -hmm. Very important. Mm -hmm. So you stayed with the project through the whole... Oh, from beginning to end. ...many years. Mm -hmm. Is that normal for your involvement in a project? normal, but not always uh, demanded that much of my attention as this one did. Mm -hmm. 
No, I usually stay at the project from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Some project I, I, I would give it more attention than others, naturally. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a low-cost housing project like Kips Bay in New York, I would only go there occasionally, whereas this one I, I probably went every week. Mm -hmm. To Washington week, to see that? Just to look at it. Mm -hmm. yes. Because it was important. Mm -hmm. A very important project. Tell me what role you played in the um, works of art that were placed in the building, the commissioned works of art. I was in the, it was an informal committee. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it was really under Carter Brown. Uh, there were a number of people. There was um, uh, mm, Carter's number one first assistant. David uh, Scott? Mm? David Scott? David Scott. David Scott was in committee. I was there. And, uh, and occasionally, uh, Mr. Mellon would enter and talk about it, especially when we have to make a commission like uh, a big one like the Henry Wall, for instance. Um, so we would, I usually participate, mm -hmm. because the scale of the piece to be commissioned has to be correct for the building. And this is where I, I, I came in. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember that uh, David Scott was uh, more responsible for, let's say, the mural tapestry. Mm -hmm. uh, Carter and I uh, were more involved in Henry Moore. And before Henry Moore was the Dubuffet, mm -hmm. which was rejected. And we commissioned both of them, actually, to make suggestions as to what they would do. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the Tony Carroll, which I recommended, and was uh, Carter con consented to it. And uh, let's see which else. Henry Moore, uh, Henry Moore, Tony Carroll, Miro, and the and the and the Noguchi was purchased mm -hmm. or was given. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There were a few pieces already given, not specific. For, for a certain part of the building, which is given for to the museum, building. and then mm -hmm. we would then find a suitable place for mm -hmm. it. There was an arc, a big arc, which was inside, mm -hmm. and then went outside again. Uh, and there was the David Smith? David Smith was not bought for the building mm. as such, it was bought for the collection. Mm. And then it became, and then we opened with a big show of David Smith, mm -hmm. and everyone thought that was a wonderful show, wonderful room, and since then, uh, the museum has purchased a few more. Mm -hmm. So now we have a fairly good collection mm -hmm. of David Smith. I don't think we commissioned David Smith. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't take commission anyway. Oh, I see. No, he, he would say, we just come up to Bolton Landing and you pick one you like. <laughs> and he, he doesn't take commission mm -hmm. for a specific building. Now you and um, Carter went to visit Henry Moore? Yes, visit Duby Fay, mm -hmm. Henry Moore. Mm -hmm. And Calder. And Calder. Ah, oh, I forgot about Calder. <laughs> I wouldn't let you forget that. <laughs> oh, Calder was very important. Uh, and we, you had worked with we, Calder before? Uh, oh, a very good friend of mine, but mm -hmm. I've never worked with him. I worked oh. with him. Yes, 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 I did. I shouldn't say never worked with him. I worked with him at MIT. He did that big one for me at uh, an MIT called The Big Sale. Mm -hmm. And that was my first, uh, and I knew him as a friend for a long time before that. Mm -hmm. 
But when we decided to commission a mobile, yeah, uh, both Carter and I went to uh, went to him, and uh, in fact we went to France to his uh, studio in France, Sachet or some such mm-hmm. thing, to to discuss the piece with him, and he uh, surprised us. He said, "Oh, why don't you come and look at it?" So, well, you already have something done. Yes, I've already. It's now being made. Oh. Carter, I was so surprised. Uh-huh. We thought we'd go and see some maquettes or something. And he took us to a to a foundry or to a, no, a shipbuilding uh, factory, uh, and um, and sure enough, a big piece is already made, mm. and it looked like it looked very very heavy, mm-hmm. weighed uh, tons actually, just one arm. Mm. And Carter and I look at each other. Neither one of us were happy. That I'm sure if you ask him, I'm sure he concurred. We all somehow feel that this piece is not right, it's not like his, uh, his small scale uh-huh. pieces, and we even wonder whether this piece will ever move. <laughs> yes, so uh, we express our concern right there and then, and uh, he was quite not well already, he was toward the end of mm-hmm. his life, and uh, he was. He said, well, you know, I, that's the way they build it. And uh, they meaning the shipyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't seem to want to to make too much of an effort. To change. To uh-huh. change anything. At least that's the, that's the impression I had. And we left the place not satisfied. And in fact, quite worried about what this piece would turn out to be. Mm-hmm. If it were to continue to, to go about it the same way. Mm-hmm. That was only one one long piece, but there were many, as you know, up there. Yes. Uh-huh. And if all of them were built in the same scale, it, the piece will then have to worry about whether I can suspend it in, in the space frame. You mm-hmm. know, we have a skylight up there. I'm worried about that, worried about whether it will ever move, or whether, worried about whether it looks going to look too heavy. And Carter was the one that finally found the solution for it. Uh, when he was at Harvard College, he was he roomed with Matisse's grandson, mm-hmm. Paul Matisse. Mm-hmm. So he consulted Paul, and Paul said, "I know how to make it lighter." And Carter had enough confidence in Paul that he said, "Yes, try." Mm-hmm. And Paul was the one that came up with this sandwich solution. Mm-hmm. And and Calder agreed to. Let him work on it. <laughs> Called it. I'm not very happy about it. I don't think. But he finally, I think, actually, you know, uh, he was so, uh, what should I say, just inactive mm-hmm. in pushing his own direction mm-hmm. that he pretty much allowed us to experiment our way. Then, when the piece was finally made and suspended up there, I believe Calder came and looked at it and liked it, and I think the. The, the movie showed him rather poignant that he he walked out. Yes, Remember? Have yes, you seen it? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And that was the and a few weeks later he died. Died, yes. Mm-hmm. So he never saw it when the building was open, but he saw enough. He saw to enough know. of it. Mm-hmm. No, I think he, in his heart, he knew mm-hmm. that that's the right way to go. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he was happy with it. Mm-hmm. But it was a disappointment that we didn't follow his advice all the way. Mm-hmm. But adjustments had to be made so that it would had work. Had to be done this way mm-hmm. in order to be a real calder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been a cult. It would have been a, um, a poor uh, adaptation, mm -hmm. call it. But uh, I think that was a success. That turned out to be a success. Mm -hmm. And and the Henry Moore wasn't originally planned. Uh, that's another to be story. That my uh, preference was Duby Fay. Mm -hmm. And Carter uh, was a little less certain about Duby mm -hmm. Fay, but he did go along. And uh, in fact, we went to see Duby Fay in Paris. First, we invited him down here mm -hmm. to Washington to look at the big maquette. We had mm -hmm. a big maquette, mm -hmm. almost the size of this room. Mm -hmm. um, Which your people had put together? Yes, mm -hmm. all made uh, mm -hmm. by us here, made out of paper and cardboard. And, uh, and he looked at it, and he looked at it, and then he crumbled some paper, put it in front where the, where the uh, Henry Moore is now. Mm -hmm. Look at it again, he measured the size. Said, yeah, all right, and he left. Mm -hmm. By then, he had already taken mental notes of scale, mm -hmm. how big the piece pieces should be. And a few months later, Carter and I went to Paris to see him. Go to we went to his studio, and he already had very large markup. Each figure is about this size, they're different size. Mm -hmm. And he had constructed the, the entrance of the museum. And he put it there. Mm -hmm. He's very, very good at that sort of thing. And, and then he called it the welcome parade. You know, to welcome sort of people. like in a circus, uh -huh. you know, come one, come all. Uh -huh. He thought it was very appropriate. And there was a little child, arms like this, and mm -hmm. then mother, father, the five or six figures mm -hmm. standing in front. Mm -hmm. I thought it was wonderful. There's a little bit of whimsy. Washington is so staid, you know, so, and at, especially at that time, I thought it'd be wonderful to have something light. Mm -hmm. And the building also was kind of very, very restrained because we have to be part of Washington. And uh, we're permanent. It's very hard for us to do something mm -hmm. whimsical in a building. The building doesn't have the same kind of, of uh, of uh, adaptability or the acceptability by as a piece of work of art has. Mm -hmm. So I thought that would be great fun to have something like that. But, but I think Carter was less sure because he, he knew Washington better than I do. Mm -hmm. He knew Congress has to, has to uh, every year has to vote a certain mm -hmm. uh, amount of money to keep the, the gallery going and all that. And then finally, I think he opted for more and because uh, more safer, mm -hmm. I think that's uh, and, um, and more already. Uh, actually, more and and Dubuffet were both commissioned the same, almost the same time. Mm -hmm. We gave the Pennsylvania Avenue to more, mm -hmm. and uh, Dubuffet uh, on Fourth Street on the front, and. Um, as Dubuffet's proposal seemed to get less and less support. Mm -hmm. uh, Moore, on the other hand, was uh, quite certain to be accepted. But Moore came himself, and Moore did not like the site that we chose for him. Mm -hmm. In fact, with very good reason. I don't know that whether that was recorded or not. He just said, you know, he just, I don't like that site you gave me. 
I think he was looking at me more than looking at Carter at that time. <laughs> and he said, the reason, I tell you the reason, and very good reason. He says, no sun on that side. It's the north, you see, north side. Mm -hmm. And sculpture has to have something. I said, Mr. Moore, of course. It was then we offered the front, because by then, UBFA was already rejected as, mm -hmm. as, a, as a possibility. So you were able to move him around to move the front. Move him around. Mm -hmm. But there's one, uh, the piece that he selected, it's a piece that goes up like this. It's a, like a giant conch, you know, mm -hmm. kind of a, I don't know what you call it. It's like a shell. Shell. Mm -hmm. I never liked that piece. I, I knew more even better than I knew to be fair. I visited him many, many times long before. The, so, so I could talk to him a little bit like that. With to be fair, it's a little more difficult. Whom I also knew, but a little more difficult. It's a personality. Mm -hmm. More as a person you can reason with more easily than you. To be fair, once he sets his mind on something, that's almost it's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I told him, well, I said, I really didn't like that piece. I said, well, I, I thought that, uh, as an example, I said, well, maybe uh, the, the, um, the piece that we have now is called, what is it? I uh, have a small one. Knife edge. Knife edge. Two piece Two knife pieces edge. knife edge. I said, yeah, something like that would be very good as an example. Mm -hmm. So why not? Oh, that's okay. So that was easily decided. That was easily decided. Mm -hmm. So then, then he and I worked together. More and I worked together mm -hmm. on arriving at first of all in changing the piece around. I don't know what do you know that this is uh, after it got here. Uh, no, no. Oh, uh, even it's not the same as this Macaire. He made one this big. The two pieces were like this. We changed it to be like this. So it means a completely new, new model. Mm -hmm. So this is unique. It's not something that he's done many times before. Oh. You, you notice that the knife edge two piece that he originally sculpted were opposite to this one. It's like this one is like this, the other one is like. So he did a whole new one. Whole new one. Oh, I see. And he did it in, in Machadam. Yes. yes. And after the reason we we ask him to change is this: the entrance is like. In plan, the entrance is like this. There's steps here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a ramp for handicapped people. We put them all here. Mm -hmm. And in here, this is glass. And mm -hmm. This is the stone. And uh, we, we want this piece to be, to be like this, so that you can see the entrance. Mm -hmm. Whereas the original is like this. Oh, blocking it. Yeah, blocking it, mm -hmm. yes. We say, wouldn't it be nice to to open it up so we can see the entrance. Mm -hmm. Because the revolving doors are here. He said, why not? But it does mean an entirely new piece. Mm -hmm. So we had to cut uh, our styrofoam, entirely new piece, uh, custom made for us. Mm -hmm. And then transported over from and his studio in England. Morris Singer, Sanger, I think was made in England. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so really, we're in working with the works of art, it was for the scale to see that they were scale in fitting with the building. Yes, and appropriateness mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. uh, both the Moore and the and the Dubuffet were both correctly scaled for mm -hmm. that particular entrance, mm -hmm. but one seemed to be more appropriate to others uh, than than the Moore seemed to be more mm -hmm. more acceptable. 
What a nice opportunity for you. Do you get to do that often in your work? Oh, work yes. with the artists too? I did many times things. Oh, how yeah, nice. I did it many times before. Oh. No, it was something that... So it was part I, of... I, first of all, I know the art. I knew the artists. Mm -hmm. In fact, I knew each one of... of uh, the Cairo, the Moore, the Miro. Do you I knew them all? Mm -hmm. I commissioned them long before National Gallery. Uh, I had a big mall for Columbus, Indiana, for Irving Miller, mm -hmm. bigger than this one, actually. Mm -hmm. It was done in the early 60s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had never commissioned Dubuffet before. I bought many of his things. I own quite a few Dubuffets mm -hmm. long before we commissioned. Mm -hmm. So I knew him that way. Sorry. Mm -hmm. In thinking about the building, were there any any issues or problems that came up that you really weren't weren't satisfied with your solutions? Always, yes, always. Uh, um, I think the uh, the proportion of the building, uh, if I had my way, I would have it would have been a little different than it is. But then it's a little bulkier than I would like it to be. I would like it to be a little lighter looking, but that means losing volumes mm -hmm. and also non-conforming with the height limits of mm -hmm. Washington. Mm -hmm. So in order to conform to the height limits and then to have enough volume so that we can adequately utilize the site, the building is a little bulkier than I'd mm -hmm. like it to be. Uh, but aside from that, I think it functioned very well. I, I really, uh, I have Many of my critics said that uh, uh, the museum has too much volume and too little area for display. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was done on purpose, actually, because I think both Carter and I felt, and we agreed even to this day, that this, that's the right way to go. And that is that uh, there is a lack of public space in the National Gallery, mm -hmm. uh, particularly East. Easter time, let's say. Mm. Large crowds, school groups come. There's no place for them to gather. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and we have to, and we don't have it in the West Building because the rotunda at that time was one floor up. Right. Mm -hmm. It still is one floor mm -hmm. up. Uh, now you can, the whole, now we have kind of oculus in there it, so yes. you can see it before you, know, you come in and really in the lower level. Mm -hmm. And then you have to look for the stair to take you upstairs. Mm -hmm. So it's not a public gathering space. That mm -hmm. rotunda is very, very solemn. It's more like a part of a church or something. Very dark. It's yes. dark, dark stone. Beautifully mm -hmm. made. Gosh, the stonework, the marble work, it's just perfection. Mm -hmm. That's the sort of thing that really inspired me to do something as well, although we couldn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the craftsmanship was not anywhere like what they were. 30 years ago, mm -hmm. at that time, because that building was... Now 50 years ago. Years ago. Right. Now 50 years ago. So, um, but that's not a public gathering space. Public does not like to linger there. Uh, mm -hmm. They didn't like to linger mm -hmm. there. They still don't. I mean, in, uh, in spring, of course, the flowers around there is wonderful, you know, around the fountain. Mm -hmm. But you don't see big crowds gathering. We want, we want to create a, that kind of a space. So we gave up a lot of volume to mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So that big atrium is designed specially to make up for a lack in this complex mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. the, of the West and East building. Mm -hmm. and, uh, 
our critics didn't know that, that they don't know it. Mm -hmm. So we gave a lot of volume to that, and it worked. It, it, it is mm -hmm. a place. And another reason, of course, is that it has to be um, an orientation space as well. The people, mm -hmm. You should see that space from many angles, many places, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that you know where you you are. Well, and it's used also when they have the big shows and they have lines. You have to have a place for people place to wait. To wait. And, especially and now we even see um, many new uses coming in, like dinners, reception, mm -hmm. things of that kind. Mm -hmm. uh, Was that factored into your plans? Not really. Mm -hmm. Although we, I've already attended several dinners in the, in the east and west garden court in mm -hmm. the old building. I've seen it used, but it was never very adequate. You can maybe accommodate maybe one or two hundred people at dinner, but not more. I think we can accommodate three to five hundred people. Quite a number, yes. Quite a large mm -hmm. number. And I, I believe that you, it, it, space is being used on many state occasions mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I know when Prince Charles came, uh, he was received there. Mm -hmm. So. Um, no, those are the reasons. I, I, I say that part of it, I don't think I have to apologize for. Mm -hmm. I think it's correct. It's right. Um, more exhibit space would have been desirable, but then it has to be at the expense of something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is that something else? You know, uh, the study center is a must. In fact, it's already too small. Mm -hmm. um, gallery space, we have, we had, and we have still have lots of. In mm -hmm. the West Building. Mm -hmm. The West Building is not completely used yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you know that. Not completely used. We can squeeze many, more. many more mm -hmm. thousand square feet of that exhibit space out of it. Mm -hmm. But the East Building is saturated. Mm -hmm. At that time, we had no collection, also. No 20th century? No. No. At the beginning of a little mm -hmm. bit of it. But that's about all. Mm -hmm. so, so many, there are a lot of changes in the last uh, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Are you pleased when you come back? Always. And you see yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it always. Uh, like visiting an old friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, and also the building is so well maintained. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just uh, under Carter Brown now. Uh, Rusty Powell, I'm sure that it will continue to be a pleasure for mm -hmm. me. It's not always the case. You know. I, I would you go, go back. back to other places and I would say, why don't they clean the building a little bit? Or why don't they uh, do this and that? But the National Gallery almost mm -hmm. never have any criticism. It's wonderful. Did you ever expect that very sharp edge to be so popular with people? No, not at all. No, I, I, I wanted that sharp edge, as Kata would tell you. I, mm -hmm. uh, it's 11 all, degrees? All my, or, mm, just it's not so much the, the, uh, the uh, 17 degrees. 17. Not that. You see, usually in uh, make a stonework, um, if you talk to all stoneworkers, including Malcolm Rice, he would say that if you have a sharp angle, you mm -hmm. should blunt it. And have the. You should blunt it. Mm -hmm. Because it's much easier to put together, much less danger of being broken. Mm -hmm. I insisted on keeping the sharp angle, and that Carter will remember. And it's made that way with sharp angle, mm -hmm. and hasn't been blunted, but it's been rubbed. <laughs> it's irresistible. People just yeah. want to touch. It's, it's, it. That you see, this is why I chose the knife edge, mm -hmm. the Henry Moore piece, because the building came first. You see, mm -hmm. we have a knife edge.
I secretly wished we could have the knife edge because I thought it was so appropriate. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, I don't think even, even Mr. Moore knew that. See, the buildings were already, already designed before we chose Moore. Mm -hmm. so when I, I went through Moore's uh, entire catalog and I said, knife edge, I said that, I like the name Fits. of it. Uh -huh. It somehow seemed to be correct. Uh -huh. And uh, maybe Carter knows, but I don't think, I never confided to, to anyone about mm -hmm. the, the reason why I chose knife edge over the other pieces. Uh -huh. Do you see any of your Chinese traditions and heritage in the building? Is that part of your work? I'm not. No? Not consciously. No. No, no you see, my, uh, my technical training is all in the United States. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My architectural uh, training was completely Western. Um, the garden, yes, that bringing nature inside was very much... Mm -hmm. Because you tradition. visited the gardens as a child? Uh, yes. Uh, my family owned one of those gardens. Mm -hmm. Now has gone to the state. And, uh, and also, uh, certain... I've been asked this question many times, so I've thought about it a great mm -hmm. deal. Consciously, I would say the answer is definitely no. But subconsciously, I'm sure uh, it has to be there somewhere. Mm -hmm. It has to be there. And uh, for instance, my, I, I, I always delight in surprises, you know, uh, which is not a Western uh, tradition. Mm -hmm. Western tradition is usually quite frontal, quite open, quite axial, uh, particularly gardens. Mm -hmm. You go to Versailles, for instance, you get up on the terrace and look out. It's there. Mm -hmm. And the rest is for you to get closer and closer okay. and closer to the water and closer and closer to the horizon. That's about it. The bank is there. Okay. But the Chinese garden is just the opposite. It's very small, very personal, and full of surprises. You look at it, you think you've got it. That's not the end. Turn right, it leads you on to something, something else. else. And then turn left, you go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that element of, of uh, design, of surprise, human scale was very much, uh, if anything, has influenced my design, that would be it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's always a little bit of that. Well, your building is full of surprises, don't you think? For, I, especially for children coming in the first time. Yes, I think there is a bit of that in this mm -hmm. building. Mm -hmm. uh, it's there, but they, but they didn't know it until they get close to it, and then turn around and say, oh, there's another entrance. Mm -hmm. There's a gallery there. Mm -hmm. And um, no, I think that's just about all I can think of. Beyond that, it would be very far-fetched for mm -hmm. me to bring back mm -hmm. my, my, uh, my roots, so mm -hmm. to speak. And in addition to the, when you were talking about the garden, you would have worked with the landscape architects on the exterior? Oh, yes, mm -hmm. thank Kylie. Mm -hmm. And also Mrs. Mellon. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Mellon made a lot of contribution to that. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you know that. Oh, that's not, no, I, I was oh, not yes. aware of that. She picked the pin oaks. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, she knew that pin oaks would do well in Washington. Mm -hmm. It has a fine tree and uh, fine leaves, and, and, it's, and it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. and, and she and Dan Kiley work very well together. Mm -hmm. So I would say that it's uh, the three of us, Dan Kiley, Mrs. Mellon, myself, mm -hmm. we work on that. Um, the, the fountain, on the other hand, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fairly uh, important design element as well. Mm -hmm. you know, was in, in was that thought of from the beginning? Oh, no, the design came. Mm -hmm. it, 
you see the there there this angle 70 degree angle this angle angle the form between constitution and mm -hmm. and uh, pennsylvania mm -hmm. eventually go into the garden all these pieces all these triangles all a result of of that angle I see. You see all uh -huh. the little pyramids. Yes. People call them pyramids. Mm -hmm. They're not pyramids. Mm -hmm. All this tetrahedron. Mm -hmm. All of these big, high, and low ones. Mm -hmm. All coming out of that geometry. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's related to that that um, waterfall in the in the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. and that angle, that angle is the angle that leads from here to the west building. Is the same um, angle as this one. The street. And, the, and, and mm -hmm. this fountain in the center was all coming out of that geometry. Mm -hmm. So this building, this this cluster is part of this design. Mm -hmm. Now, every so often, you do you you get away from the triangle and you have a circle or something. You have a circle, yeah. Or a curve, but not too often. Uh, I mean, there's a circle out here in the middle. The uh, the bolats, mm -hmm. the bolats were circular, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the five the circle is right because the the, the movement of the cars mm -hmm. were circular. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the inside it, the fountains, the the tetrahedrons are all part of that geometry. Mm -hmm. So it's more related to this than this to the east building, at uh, the west building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that is very few people uh, realize that. The connection the there. The connection between mm -hmm. this and that. Mm -hmm. But once again, it's a wonderful thing that people love to go and they do. touch yeah. the water or put their feet in on yes. a hot day. or. Yes. And it was, we, we did it with, without using pool. Pool usually splashes uh -huh. when water. In this case, we have it come right down to the, to the stone mm -hmm. and then fall down. The water will drop down that shadar, we call it. The shadar is, a, is a really a... Um, is that a French it's word? A per Persian, Persian word. Shadar? Shadar, yeah, C-H-A-R-D-A-H. Mm -hmm. Shada means um, uh, a, a tilted plane where the water falls down on, mm -hmm. cascade mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. It's in all Persian, many Persian gardens have that, all Islamic gardens, I mm -hmm. think. You so see, also see it in India, so therefore it must be Islamic garden mm -hmm. rather than Persian. So it's not really a waterfall? Not a waterfall. Waterfall, mm -hmm. this actually goes down with the pit plane. Mm -hmm. And then because the plane is rough, therefore it creates a lot of white mm -hmm. water. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, inspired from, at that time I was already working in Persia, in Iran. Oh. I was working in Iran already at that time. So you incorporated uh, Some what of you things, saw there. Yeah, uh -huh. the use of water. The, the Islamic um, the Persian gardens are wonderful in the use of water. Mm -hmm. And we know that. And, uh, but this is adapted, but but it's part of. Now there was a little pool um, in the east building, wasn't there? There were, no longer there. It, my, my original design was a pool mm -hmm. with uh, sculpture on it, mm -hmm. and uh, now it's all fill. Mm -hmm. It's now landscape, and mm -hmm. now it's a Japanese garden. Garden, right? Mm -hmm. That came afterwards, mm -hmm. and there was a good reason for that. Uh, um, because underneath that, we have a storage for art. Oh. And Carter was very afraid that if the pool should leak, mm -hmm. it would damage the works of art. So, mm -hmm. so he talked to me about it, and I said, yes, mm -hmm. if that is the case, let's get rid of it. Mm -hmm. 
but originally it was water. Mm -hmm. No more. Now, in the beginning, I asked you about the famous envelope that you were you supposedly did the first sketch of the building on. Uh, we have a lot of your sketches on yeah. the tracing paper, mm -hmm. but there's the story that you were flying back from Washington to New York, yes. and you sketched on an envelope well, or a cocktail napkin, uh, yeah. whatever. Yes, I. Yes, I think I did that. I but uh, let me see. Yes. And that was, uh, uh, yes, I, I, did, I don't know where it is now. But I did uh, use that as the beginning mm -hmm. of, uh, of the so-called uh, party, the concept. Mm -hmm. And then I brought back here to the office to have the idea tested. And then gradually, the building gradually evolves out of that two triangles. Mm -hmm. One is an isosceles triangle. You know what that is? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other one is, it's just these two. This is a nice sausage triangle, which lends itself to an axial relationship mm -hmm. uh, to the old building. And this is the rest. Mm -hmm. And when the two were separated, and then the, and then the, the, the garden span across, this is the slot. We have a slot here. Mm -hmm. And you can see the Taft Monument here. You can see Smithsonian Museum. Mm -hmm. So all these are related to other monuments in Washington. Mm -hmm. And gradually developed. Then the, then the pots came out. You know, the three pots that mm -hmm. emerged. Mm -hmm. And then we have the car, this garden, the creative garden here, and the roof. This, all these mm -hmm. gradually mm -hmm. In the beginning, it was very, it's just that two triangles. That's, mm -hmm. how, that's how it started. Mm -hmm. Well, we feel very fortunate to have all the drawings and the shop drawings. <laughs> I don't make drawings very and much. We make models a lot. We don't do drawings. At least I do not. Mm -hmm. And this, we have the early sketches, and then we have the Stephen, Stephen Olds drawings. Stephen Olds renderings, yes, renderings of that yes. big space. Mm -hmm. and that went through many, several. Uh, Transformations. The his the, the big space, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. and and I think uh, Stephen O's drawings will show the many ideas that we we tried mm -hmm. and abandoned, mm -hmm. and eventually resulted mm -hmm. in this one. Mm -hmm. So different people worked on different aspects oh, of yes. that. Yes, mm -hmm. Stephen O's made drawings for us mm -hmm. to test an idea. Mm -hmm. In those days, uh, we didn't use computer that much. Oh yes. Today we could have done it with computer. Um, Stephen was in our office at that time, mm -hmm. so every time we have an idea, he would take it, and, take it and, and say, well, this is the way it's going to look. Mm -hmm. In a very rough way. Uh, mm -hmm. Only one drawing was made complete, really de delineated exactly the way it looked. The rest is all sketches, because by then we knew enough about it. We could tell by the sketches, yes, let's pursue, or no, let's go another direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was very useful. He, he was very helpful in helping us to examine the space and the volumes. So today you wouldn't have those kind of drawings? It would be done on the computer? More likely to be. It could take mm -hmm. less time. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, but the difference is this. A computer doesn't talk back. A mm -hmm. uh, computer can show you what you want to know. But Steve O's talks back, mm -hmm. talked back to us. Said, 
I don't think this is as good. Mm -hmm. And the reason is this and that. It's not evident in his drawing. It's in, you know, when he was drawing it, he discovered certain things, mm -hmm. which is, uh, may not be even apparent in the drawing. Mm -hmm. And a computer, of course, doesn't do that, you see. You, you get back you what get you put back in. You get back what you put in. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you work with Steve Oz, he can say, well, that's the way it's going to look, but... What about this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I don't... I, I would say today, we wouldn't do it that way anymore. We mm -hmm. use the computer a lot more. But I would miss also another person's eye, sort of another way of looking at it mm -hmm. without seeing it in, in drawing form. You know. mm -hmm. and it, the human intelligence is uh, not so easily transferable. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to tell me? Something I haven't asked you about the building? Uh, Someone else who worked on it? I think lighting. Oh, the lighting, yes. Uh, quite important. Claude Engel did a very good job for us. Mm -hmm. uh, public rarely sees the building at night. Mm -hmm. And you do, and I, I, I've seen it many times at night. Very important, the lighting. The, the lighting was a very well, carefully conceived uh, approach to lighting. Um, I wanted those parts to be seen at night. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't see the parts at night, you would think that the skylight is the limit of that space. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the daytime, if you walk into that building, those parts are very apparent. Trying, you see through that skylight and you see them. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a, another dimension of space so that the space of the atrium is not defined by the roof, it's defined by the three parts mm -hmm. and that wall. The one wall and three parts. The long that? wall. And, th and the three parts. Uh -huh. That defines the volume and the space. But at night, if you light the space, you don't see those, if you don't see those parts in the wall, the space is limited to, this, to, to the skylight. Oh, yes. So I wanted those parts to be illuminated at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was Claude that said, if you illuminate the parts at night, why not let the reflected light come back and light that space? That was his idea. So, so the whole lighting was done in such a way so that not only are the walls and the parts lit, but in turn, they come back and light the space. In, inside? Inside, in a very soft way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, of course, you have to supplement with other lighting, mm -hmm. lighting the trees, lighting people, mm -hmm. all that. But that's the, that's the concept that uh, was established rather early. Mm -hmm. But to do it technically, it's not it's easy. It's a challenge. And that was Claude Engel that did it, that made it possible. Mm -hmm. And on that wall, you see there's a battery of lights there shining up. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you I'll look more carefully next time. And that was to light the parts in the wall so that once they're lit, then the space is not limited by that, mm -hmm. by the glass roof. It goes beyond the glass mm -hmm. roof. That's very important. Mm -hmm. The, another one is a, it's a library. It's the library oh, was yes. a central space. Mm -hmm. and that idea was an idea that both Carter and I, from the very beginning, latched on to. Became the organizing element in the study center. Mm -hmm. Everything began with that library. In fact, uh, uh, it was so important to us that even today, the library has developed into something else again. Mm -hmm. Even then, 
none of us would like to destroy that space. We, if we were to floor over the library, for instance, uh, one could recapture a great deal of space, mm -hmm. but destroy many other advantages mm -hmm. that the library has. So the, the original concept was the libraries, the organizing, and therefore the space which pull everything together. Mm -hmm. And that was all the researchers, all the people working there, mm -hmm. all considered the heart of this study center is the library. It seems so appropriate to us then. It still does to me today. Mm -hmm. So I'm still resisting destroying the library. Mm -hmm. And with the big open space, big it open space. brings in the light. and brings in light, and then make all these cubicles good. Mm -hmm. Because without it, the cubicles would be, would be behind a blind corridor, it would be awful. Mm -hmm. Would it be? I mean, we have, we have very little windows, you see, because the, this is a residual space. Space in, inside. Very little mm -hmm. window. Without this, without, without this, this triangular library, we would lose a lot. Mm -hmm. but this is very important. This library, these are the these are the offices, mm -hmm. and uh, and that makes that corridor come alive. There are many levels uh, open. Yes, it would be dark without that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so therefore, this is uh, a very important mm -hmm. from the very beginning. It's important mm -hmm. to us, and still is. And there were several times people asked me whether we could do something with it and make it more useful. I always came back and said that too late. Mm -hmm. This is the organizing element. It's too central to the whole party. If we give it up, we give up the whole center. Mm -hmm. That was uh, one thing that I think. Uh, then also the, the because this triangle is not used and it belongs to us. Mm -hmm. Never would there be a building between us and Congress. So therefore, most of the offices are here. And face out. Face out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, during the last inauguration, you know how popular that place was. Yes. <laughs> so that was it. No, I think you've covered pretty, pretty much everything. Well, I appreciate your sharing your mm -hmm. thoughts with me and um, all that you've given to the gallery archives, because we certainly uh, are very glad to have all of the pay drawings. And the <laughs> I wish drawings. there were more. Well, but that's not the way I work. <laughs> and uh, even the Louvre, I didn't make very many drawings. No, no. And the and, uh, and of course in, in France, of course they preserved those things. Every project was so well drawn, rendered, and meticulously drawn. And I, we just don't do that. We, mm -hmm. Drawings is just too slow a process. So you go right to the plans and the I go. Conceptually, Keep moving. put ideas in, in the head and then eliminate them in the head rather than by drawing. Mm -hmm. The drawing is not fast enough, mm -hmm. not for me anyway. Mm -hmm. You move along quickly. Yes, it mm -hmm. has, to. Mm -hmm. has to. The thought process has to be instantaneous. You have to reject ideas and not have to test it on Sit. paper. Uh -huh. It takes too long. Mm -hmm. So that's my way of working. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, because I don't.